the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Back at it here, our number two of the program, Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. No Jimmy B for today. Back with us next week. It is me and a slew of guests, though Jimmy B is going to join us later on. Right now, it's time to talk with Seth Gruen. You see his work all over the place. He does baseball. He does Big Ten. He hits a little bit of everything, and he joins us right now on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Seth, what's going on in Chicago? No, not too much, Trent. How's Des Moines? It's going well. You know, uh, hot, sticky, going to be worse coming up here, it sounds like, in the next week, but... It's summertime. We can't be complaining about things like that. Seth, we lived in the Midwest. The people that complain about the heat and the hot weather, I, I just shake my head at them sometimes. I'm sorry. You cut out. You said you complain about the heat and the hot weather, which I never do. No, but, uh, I'm with you. Yeah, um, but uh, you cut out about about the, the other part. You cut out. Uh, I got you. I, the people that do complain about it, they annoy me. Come on. We're, oh, we're... yeah, yeah. I mean, you haven't. Nobody who's been through Chicago winter will complain about that. I, I love it when it's like this out. I, uh, summer's too short here, my man. Yes, yeah. There is no doubt about it. Well, this summer, not short for the boys this summer last year. The Chicago Cubs all the way to the World Championship. So, Seth, disappointing first half. Now they're out running. They're playing well again today. Things are going well. They made the big trade. They get Jose Quintana. Everything looks to be going right in the world of the Cubs. Do you have a yeah, but, or are you completely back in on the Cubs? No, there's definitely a lot of yeah, buts. Um, look, you know, this team still needs to prove that the uh, lot of the first half of the season was an aberration. I know they're seven and three in their last 10. I think the addition of Jose Quintana obviously um, checks off what was their first priority heading into this trade deadline. They needed to address the rotation, not only in 2017, but beyond, and they've done that, uh, given that Quintana's really under team control through 2020 with those two team options in 19 and 20. Uh, and, and I think there's precedent for a big move like that sparking a clubhouse. That said, the Cubs just have a litany of other problems. I think John Lackey, has not pitched well. They're going to need to address that spot in the rotation. They're probably going to need to go out and get another young, controllable starter. I think they need to figure out what they want to do at the top of the lineup. Uh, I, I've said it before on the station. I'll say it again, and I'll continue to say it so long as they struggle, and that's that I think they missed what Dexter Fowler was last year. So I think there's a lot of problems. And also that said, and I know that they've really climbed back into this uh, this whole division race, and they're only two and a half back. But, you know, we can't ignore what the Milwaukee Brewers did over the over the first half of the season. And I think if we're talking about four or six weeks of baseball, you can maybe say these teams are going to come back, uh, you know, or regret, regret to the mean, you know. I, I shouldn't say I should say the Brewers, we, we could have speculated that they would regret to the mean and that the Cubs would improve to what their mean is. But the reality is, after – you know, one after half season of baseball, I, I think that the Brewers have earned the benefit of the doubt. And I have no reason to believe they will play worse than they did during the first half. And that, that's a component to this, too. No, I, I think it's a real good point and something that, that bears mentioning because 
you know, they got reinforcements. There's been talk that they're looking to deal. They're looking to improve that ball club. You know, they fill a spot. It might be the Cubs looking at the same thing the Brewers are, and that's a young, controllable arm. And in terms of assets right now in the farm system, the Brewers are incredibly stacked up. If they want to go all in for this season, they have an ability to do that because that farm system is so good. Sure, and I think they'll have some left over. The Brewers yeah. came into the year with the top farm system in baseball, I believe, and I've said this, I said this long before uh, the White Sox did any dealing uh, this year, that, that they would probably enter August with the best system in baseball. I still believe that, um, especially after, obviously, the Quintana trade and, and now the trade that uh, just included Dave Robertson and Todd Frazier, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute. But uh, absolutely, the Brewers right now have more quote-unquote currency to play with uh, than the Cubs do. And they're a real threat uh, as we approach the trade deadline here. That is, you know, assuming that they're willing to part with those prospects. That remains to be seen. But you know, like you said, if they can get a young, control, young, controllable starting pitcher in return, well, then maybe it will be worth it because that guy will have an impact on the next several years of baseball in Milwaukee. And, and those look very bright regardless of who, who they trade this, uh, this season. We're talking right now, Seth Gruen, Bleacher Report, as we look around baseball, including in Chicago, his home spot. Well, you mentioned those White Sox. Uh, some news as they make the big trade yesterday. The parts continue to go. What's left? Uh, Jose Abreu, could that be a possibility? Do you think the White Sox are done? Let's start right there. I don't believe that they're done. I don't think anyone on the Major League roster is untouchable. So I do think Jose Abreu is a possibility for sure, especially when you consider the fact that they have Zach Collins in their system, who's currently playing catcher. He's, he's about the 60th, 70th-ranked prospect in all of baseball, lefty with what, they, what, what the Sox believe could be 25, 30 home run power. Uh, and, and given that hitting profile, he's a guy who probably smart money is on him playing first base ultimately. So by trading Abreu, uh, you actually free up that spot and then maybe get an, a whole other haul of prospects. But, you know, to answer your question more generally, I don't think there's anybody currently on the major league roster. Well, Yon Moncada was just called up, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I, but, but for all intents and purposes, I don't think there's anyone on the major league roster right now who you would call untouchable, at least as far as the veterans are concerned. You know, it seemed like the ownership group has been – too scared to kind of go this route. And we saw the Cubs go with the complete teardown. We saw the Astros complete teardown. We saw Milwaukee and some of the fruits of that labor starting to come forward. We've seen this happen and how it worked out. Why did it take so long for the White Sox to get to this point? Well, I think that Jerry Reinsdorf, their owner, obviously is getting up there in age. And uh, he didn't want to go through a rebuild. He wanted to see this team compete, but I think he realized after what he saw on the other side of town that it really doesn't take that long. You know, I will say this, and this is kind of a parenthetical to your question. It's not just about tearing it down and stockpiling prospects, which isn't all that easy to do. Rick Hahn's done a marvelous job uh, at it. But it's also about, once you start competing, being able to replenish that system without the benefit of picking high in the draft or being sellers at the trade deadline, and I think that's what the Cubs are going through. And I said this time and again as the Cubs were amidst this rebuild, that it's not just about getting to contention, but once you get there, 
being able to replenish the system like the Cardinals have. But to get back to your original question, I think it's mainly they didn't want to go through this kind of rebuild. They've been stuck in that 1990s approach where they can kind of plug and play with free agents, and I think we saw that with acquisitions like Manny Ramirez and Ken Griffey Jr. several years back. But, you know, this is the trend in baseball now, and I think that Rick Hahn did a great job of convincing, you know, Kenny Williams and Jerry Reinsdorf that this is the way to go. And I'll say this right now, I, I don't think that this is in the least bit hot takey. I think Rick Hahn has emerged as probably one of the top five baseball executives in the game because there's an element of this. Uh, there's an element of being an executive. Um, there's an element of game, gamesmanship is the word I'm looking for in being an executive. And I think his ability to sort of take the pulse of the trade market and understand rivalries, for example, this latest trade, understanding that he was in talks with both you know, the Yankees and the Red Sox and being able to play one up against the other and getting the 30th-ranked prospect in baseball for you know, Todd Frazier, who hasn't hit all that well for average this year, and Dave Robertson, who's been a guy who's, let's say, had an, had an up-and-down past two years. He's been obviously good this year. But uh, I, I think Rick Hahn has done a masterful job I think that as we sit, uh, the, the White Sox have as promising a future as any in baseball. I think that when you talk about the 2020s, you could argue that they have a more promising decade than the Cubs or the Red Sox. I think after this latest trade, they have the most promising crop of outfielders in the game. They have the most promising pitching staff in the game, and I'm talking about minor league prospects now. And obviously they have the number one prospect in the game in Yohan Moncada, and they're not done yet. So I think Rick Hahn has done a phenomenal job. It wouldn't shock me in the next year or two if there were other teams lining up, other organizations lining up to offer him, you know, a president of baseball operations type job. He deserves it, uh, and he deserves a hell of a lot more credit than he's getting nationally. Well, and the the interesting part about the American League Central as a whole is is you always have that continually shifting dynamics because there mm-hmm. isn't a power broker in the division. There isn't a team that can outspend it. Detroit has done it in the past, but we've seen them be on the other end, and it looks like with the trade of J.D. Martinez, possibility maybe Verlander go before the deadline, they're looking at a rebuild. Kansas City, regardless of what they do leading into the break, the future looks like they have a rebuild happening in front of them. The Twins are ascending up. The Indians have their window right now. Is that going to go away, though, in another two, three years? I mean, all these moving parts, and that's why I think year after year, the American League Central can be so intriguing because it's not just, well, who's going to spend the most? It's who has the open window. The White Sox, I think they're seeing an opportunity coming, much like the Twins, over the next two or three years. Yeah, and I was going to say, uh, great point, and spoken like a truly optimistic Minnesota Twins fan. <laughs> um, you know me well, Seth. I- yeah, I, I, look, I, I would agree with that. I think that the Detroit Tigers probably trend more like a small market team that's kind of willing to spend like one of the bigger market mm-hmm. teams, and we've seen that with the Cabrera contract, the Verlander contract, Victor Martinez, et cetera. And now they're kind of drowning financially and, and, as you said, needing to rebuild, needing to trade off some of those, uh, some of those parts. And, look, they, they said that that might happen uh, this offseason. So. Uh, I do agree with that assessment, and based off that, I would agree with the idea that, look, the White Sox have positioned themselves to really dominate that division when all these guys matriculate to the major league level. When they first made 
you know, the, the Chris Sale trade and the Adam Eaton trade, you said to yourself, okay, they're trying to be those 2015 Mets. They've added more pitching. And pitching's a numbers game because we know the fragility of a pitching arm. And we've seen what that Mets organization has gone through in succeeding seasons. But now you look at the position players that they've been able to accumulate, and it's just hard to see a scenario in which they're not competitive. I'm not saying that every single one of these guys is going to end up being an all-star, but understanding that it's a numbers game and understanding that the data we have to go on with all of these players positions themselves as some of the highest-ranked prospects in baseball, you know, all the information we have suggests uh, that each and every one of these players is very promising. Look, Michael Kopech, through, you know, 101, 102 miles per hour uh, very consistently in that Futures game, you can't argue with those metrics. Those are just metrics that have proven uh, trustworthy throughout baseball, even in the era of analytics. So when you look at the way in which these guys have performed and the way in which they've dominated their contemporaries at each and every level, I think that White Sox fans should be thrilled right now. All right, Seth, you called me out of my Twins fandom, so we got to talk about the large man. Uh, no, not me, Bartolo Colon, and yeah. some rumblings today that uh, his next start maybe could be his last. He was fun. He was out there. He was making some plays defensively last night, the big guy moving around, but one start in and all of a sudden back to talking retirement. What's going on inside the mind of Bartolo Colon? You know, I don't know. Uh, I think I do know this, that father time is undefeated, and I think some of the stuff that he's been able to do, um, you know, obviously in his early 40s, will ultimately perhaps be the sort of headlining headliner in his career. I, I think that it's, it's been amazing what he was able to do with New York and contribute significantly to those playoff runs is, is, is really impressive. But um, we may be looking at his swan song and, and I, and I think that the Twins kind of took a flyer there. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, I, I, I can't really see Bartolo Colon contributing significantly to a contender in any way. You know, which the Twins, even though they're flirting with 500, still are because that division's close. Ultimately, I expect Cleveland to run away with it. But uh, there's still reason uh, to be optimistic in Minneapolis because, I mean, I, I don't know that there's a more surprising team in baseball. I mean, I, I don't think it would be un- it would have been unreasonable to project this team to finish last yes. uh, in the AL Central, even though the White Sox are amidst the rebuild too. The White Sox had some, you know, pieces at the major league level that could help them win some games. You weren't sure when they were going to trade them, uh, but nonetheless, yeah. To answer your original question, I feel like I've been veering off on a lot of tangents today. Um, you know, I-, I think we're looking at the end of Bartolo Colon's career. I would agree with that. He becomes the 11th starting pitcher for the Twins last night in the start against the Yankees and the 28th pitcher used for the Twins. So that leads to the question, uh, they went to the well there, it's not going to work out. That's why I've never been a believer in this working long-term for the Twins this year. But I want to get your thoughts on Paul Molitor. Year number one, two years ago, they surprised in a huge way, right in playoff contention until the final weekend of the year against the Royals. Last year, they lose a team record 103 games, and now this year back in contention. Two of those three years, pretty solid seasons without expectations. Managers are, in general, I think, are kind of difficult to gauge. Where would you put Paul Molitor if you're uh, coming up with a manager's list? Wow, that's a really, really 
good question. Um, you know, is he knocking on the door at, 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 at the top 10? Is he in that upper tier? You know, I, I think he's sort of, sort of, you know, teetering between that sort of first tier and middle tier. Uh, you know, if I were to sort of borrow an analogy from another sport, you know, I, I'd call him maybe one of the teams in the Premier League sort of concerned about relegation into that second <laughs> division. So, you know, I, yeah, I consider him sort of in that, that upper tier. But, you know, with, 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 with development, such a premium in the game right now and, and these managers being asked first and foremost to develop a lot of these young players at the major league level, uh, you know, I, I would give him an incomplete in that regard because, you know, obviously a couple seasons ago we saw them go down to that last week uh, and contend for that AL wild card. And then last season when you thought they'd con- contend for the division, they kind of just flopped. And it's because a lot of those young players just didn't play up the potential. So, you know, I'd like to see a little bit more before I'm, uh, um, I give a sort of a full evaluation of him uh, in that regard. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think you could make an argument for him being in the top ten for sure. So uh, with that, Seth, we put a cap on baseball. We finished with a little Big Ten. You got Big Ten media days coming up for you uh, this week. Yeah. What's on the docket? What are you trying to find out in terms of no Saquon Barkley? He's not going to be there. No JT Barrett. Locally, we don't get Akron Wadley making his way over uh, to Chicago. What's going to be the highlight for you? What's what's the most intriguing question in your mind at Big Ten Media Day? Highlight? I mean, I, I you know, uh, first of all, I, I don't put a lot of stock into the who goes, who doesn't go. A lot, a lot of these coaches sort of look at it as a reward. Uh, you know, these players get to go to Chicago, stay in a nice hotel. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and for all you know, they could be rewarding a guy for his off-season work. So, you know, there's a bunch of reasons guys go, guys don't go. I know J.T. Barrett's not going to be there, but he was there last year. So maybe Urban Meyer wanted to give some seniors a chance uh, to experience this. But, you know, as far as questions go, and we'll be talking about this in my podcast upcoming, I, I, I certainly think I'm very interested to see how Mark D'Antonio handles sort of being in the national spotlight for the first time since, you know, the, the, the incident and, and the subsequent um, dismissals uh, regarding that sexual assault uh, incident. Uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how he answers those questions and if he answers them at all. I, I think, uh, you know, to sort of localize it a little bit more for you, I, I think Tanner Lee's got a lot of questions he has to answer, and obviously Nebraska and Iowa are big rivals. Uh, he hasn't taken a snap at the Big Ten level and obviously had to sit out last year, but Mike Riley and his staff saw enough to declare him the starter out of spring practice, and I thought that was really, really smart, but he's obviously got a lot to answer for. Um, I, I'm interested to see uh, you know, how Northwestern feels about its chances. They're obviously the se- sexy pick out there in the West to overtake uh, Wisconsin. Um, and then I think Jim Harbaugh has some questions to answer about how he's going to replace some key guys on his defense. So every team comes in with its own individual storylines. I think it's sort of an annual right uh, for Urban Meyer to just be worried about his offensive line. I, I, I can't think of a time or a year where I've covered college football where Urban Meyer wasn't worried about his offensive line for whatever reason. So maybe that's become a cliché. Maybe that's substantive, but I'm sure we'll hear him talk about that uh, when he takes the podium. So certainly plenty of storylines, but those are sort of the ones that uh, 
are, are foremost in my mind and percolating right now. Well, looking forward and to it. And, of course, I always pay attention to Illinois being that I'm an alum. Yeah, 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 the Illini. We, we know what's <laughs> going to happen there. They're going to stink. I can tell you already. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> the lovey era continues. Seth Gruen with Bleacher Report and the Big Ten Podcast joining us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Seth, enjoy Big Ten Media Days, and uh, I'm sure we'll try to catch up right afterwards. Thanks, man. We'll take a time out here. We got more to come on the program, including Mr. Jimmy B Radio. He'll be here at about 135. Up next, though, it's Sean Tomlinson. We're talking NFL next as we continue with some football talk here on Wednesday. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talkers 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports 1700 KBGG. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest. But we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. As many of you know, severe weather and hail swept through central Iowa and the Des Moines metro. Wolf Construction was here long before these storms, and will be here long after. We're much more than a pickup and a ladder. Our roofing team is here to serve you for years to come. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Worry less with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Oh, I'd be a nervous wreck if my daughter just got her license. You know, Liberty Mutual actually helped me relax a little bit. Liberty did what? Yeah, with roadside assistance, Liberty Mutual is there to make sure she won't get stranded. Don't know what I'd do without it. Sounds better than the alternative. Which is... Keeping her home until she's 30? <laughs> Visit us online to get a quote. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Optional 24-hour roadside assistance coverage. Coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company. The key to success? Keep it simple, especially when it comes to hiring. And nobody makes it easier than Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, manage your candidates from one dashboard. According to an independent study, five times more hires are made through Indeed than any other job site. New users claim your $50 credit to post a sponsored job at Indeed.com slash credit. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code des moines to take advantage of mike's four-pack special you'll get 50 percent off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping
It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. We continue time for some more football talk. This time, the NFL variety. We'll take a look around the NFL as training camps right around the corner. Rookies starting to report. That's always good news, and it's always good to talk football with Sean Tomlinson from BleacherReport.com as he's with us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Sean, we just about made it. Football, pads popping. We're here. Oh, it's it's almost here. Uh, winter is coming in, 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 in the best way. I'm anxious to see what sort of weird drills happen at camp this year. Like last year, the Bears threw, threw uh, yoga balls at their quarterbacks, which was kind of cool. Um, the Chiefs in the past, I remember they put uh, running backs in like an outhouse and then opened the door real quick and threw the ball. That's pretty neat. <laughs> Always something interesting, entertaining. Everybody looking for an edge, and we're going to see, I'm sure, plenty of that. Well, mentioned some rookies starting to report here. And uh, news today from Chicago, Mitch Trubisky finishes up his deal as he's ready to report with the Bears. I'm going to put a number out here. Over or under, number of starts for Mitchell Trubisky this season in a Bears uniform in the regular season. I'll put it at seven and a half. Where are you going? That's that's high. If I was a betting man, and I certainly am not ever, um, I, I would I would take the under. I think the Bears want that to be to be way under, like closer to to, to zero, judging by the money that they gave Mike Glennon uh, for for this year, and that's. Essentially, a, a one-year deal that that Glennon's on a, a series of one-year deals. But when you're given a quarterback 16 million, that's such starter money. Uh, the the idea that they want to go forward with, and it's it's the right one, is to have Trubisky uh, sit, watch, learn, develop. After yes, he was impressive in college, but still only 13 starts. So, um, but I, I do think he'll make some starts toward to, toward the end of the year. I'll put it at about. Three or four, um, you know, when when the Bears, let's face it, probably uh, are, are going to have some games at the end of the year that might not mean as much, and then they want to see what they have in Trubisky at that point. I got you. So here's the thing that I'm struggling with. I, I'm admittedly a Bears fan. It's been a uh, rough life ever since kindergarten and the '85 Super Bowl, pretty much for me as a Bears fan. But 
uh, this team, it, it's a rebuild. It is continuing. It's hard to be excited about the here and now. It is the fan base patient. If they show real progress, but maybe it doesn't turn up in terms of wins. Let's say this team is in a lot of games, loses a lot of tight ones. Trubisky comes in late. He shows promise. Can they handle a, a six and ten even year and bring John Fox back, or is he, for all intents and purposes, dead man walking? Yeah, that's that's always the the question I I, I struggle with so much when teams are uh, quite clearly going into a year when when they're rebuilding. You know, when you look at, for example, the the Browns, they've got some great pieces too, just like the the, the, the Bears do, but. They would never entertain the thought of firing Hugh Jackson. They know they're at least two or three years away still. You know, um, try to beat the Jets right now with Todd Bowles. I mean, <laughs> you know, they've, they've stripped it down to the studs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I think it's when you are firing a coach, you are saying essentially you're saying one of two things. Either this is, this is his fault or we got to do something to, to give the fan base some hope and save some faith. And I don't think the fan base is blind to the fact that this team is it is rebuilding. So I, I just I don't get unless there's a complete utter face plant where they win you know one or two games. I just don't see what you're gaining by by firing John Fox this year um, when when again you've got Glennon who's a stopgap, Trubisky who's learning um, a wide receiver depth chart led by. Kevin White, they don't really know who and what he is yet. There's just a lot of questions up in the air. So I think some, some stability is, is a good thing. How about the Packers? There, there aren't really rebuilds with Green Bay when you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Last year they had just a start that it didn't work offensively. They looked completely out of sync. Then they catch fire and uh, make it all the way to the NFC Championship game. This Packers team, a lot of retooling, looked like – Maybe Ted Thompson did a few different things than he normally did during the offseason. The Packers, real Super Bowl contenders or a nice playoff team. They'll have probably a nice run at some point in the season, but that's all. Where, where would you measure the Green Bay Packers right now? Listen, I think any time your starting quarterback is named Aaron Rodgers, you can talk about being a, a championship contender. Now, it, it's interesting the comment that, that Rodgers made uh, last week. He, he used a golf metaphor that he's on the back nine of his career. He's just starting the back nine, though. And I, I think that is, you know, we, we need some, some perspective. He is he's not old by any means, but he's not young either. He's, he's turning 34, I believe. And the Packers no longer, they, they can't be in the business anymore of wasting whatever prime years he has left. You know, not every quarterback is Tom Brady playing is to, until they're 40 at, at a high level. So the Packers are going about it in, in the right way by bringing in Bennett and, and really giving Aaron Rodgers even one more weapon. Um, you know, I, I think they went about the, the, the backfield in, in, the, in the right way, too, because Ty Montgomery is really promising. He averaged about five or five years per carry last year. And then, you know, you invest – you know, a, a bunch of draft picks at that position, a position where you don't want to spend a lot of money on, and see who can rise up, whether it's Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones or, or, or Devontae Mays. So I, I think they're putting the right weapons around Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, it, it just it, it all needs to, to click quickly because they haven't been back to Super Bowl in uh, quite a few years now. One more in the NFC North, and that is with the Vikings. The Teddy Bridgewater storyline continues to dominate the headlines up in the Twin Cities, but what they did with the offensive line, also the running game, bringing in Delvin Cook and Latavius Murray, 
Do you see this as an offense that has a chance to take a big step forward, or they brought in a couple of offensive linemen you feel good about? Depth, I think, is still a concern. Where do you go with this Vikings offense? I I, I feel goodish about them, and I I think Riley Reef is is a step forward uh, and on that offensive line of tackle. Little concern about Mike Remmers. Um, he he's he's better at right tackle. There were some. You know, not so great days with the, with the Panthers a, a, a few years back, especially in that Super Bowl when he got roasted. Um, but I, I, I certainly think they've they've upgraded there. I, I, I see the Vikings going back to you know uh, just a couple of years ago when the, that offense is at its best when it is trying to kick teeth in and 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 doing it and with with the running game and really that emphasis on power and and that's what Dalvin Cook can bring you. Um, you know, and, and he's a, a solid pass catcher too. He's a great downhill runner. Um, they they need to. Uh, I I look at the wide receivers, and Stephon Diggs is really impressive. Great route runner, really athletic. He just needs to stay healthy, and you need something at a tribal this year. Talk about health. He spent most of the year uh, hobbling too. Um, I, I I think it's. It, it, it's a team that can really keep pace in, in what, you know, you, you need to, if you're in the same division as the Packers, that's always tough. But I think they can have some fight in, in, in them. Sean Tomlinson, as we take a look around the NFL and around our Midwest teams here, one more down south to Kansas City. The Chiefs have been there. They've been close, but haven't been able to knock down the door. And instead of going and maybe fixing a couple of the issues, they went out, moved up in the first round to bring in a quarterback. Do you like what they did, and do you like the Kansas City Chiefs just singularly, just for 2017, knowing that they are pretty close? They're, they're, they're very close, and they're in a position where they had the the luxury of looking forward. Uh, and, you know, we, we just talked about the Trubisky. I think Mahomes is in the ideal position, too, to sit, watch, and learn. Um, but in the meantime, in, in, in the short term, We've seen Alex, what Alex Smith can do, and more importantly, what what he, he's, he's how he's limited. He's just not the kind of quarterback who, when you're behind, he's really going to be able to, to guide and, and lead that offense and, and lead that really that, that charge forward. Now, with that with that defense, the, the Chiefs thankfully don't find themselves behind by by a great deal very often, but. Uh, you know that to me is the reason why that the Chiefs haven't been able to really uh, take that playoff step forward. Now, you know you you get rid of Macklin for for a cap move. Tyreek Hill, he's been electric, um, but can he be that really solid number one? I think so, but that's a question that that needs to be answered. Beyond him, the depth of that position is uh, iffy at best, but. I, I think it's a team that's going to be right there again in a just a battle dome of, of a division. That's Sean Tomlinson with us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Sean, as always, thanks for your time. We have made it. The summer is continuing, but football is heading right around the corner. Looking forward to it. It should be a fun year as always. Thanks for your time, Sean. Absolutely. Thanks so much. We'll take the time out here. On the other side, Jimmy B. Oh, yeah, Jimmy B. He's going to be with us coming up next. What is Brinson up to? We'll find out. Maybe. Will he tell us? Probably not. Back with more here in a moment. 
afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Oh, my goodness, I am tired of being known only as the guy who turns into a werewolf at the full moon. There's more to me than that. Just like Geico. Sure, they could save you money, but Geico also has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. So you know people love them. And yeah, I become a man beast once a month, but I become the world's greatest crepe chef every single Saturday morning. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. At AutoZone, we like to make tough jobs a little easier, which is why we're making sure you can quickly get the parts you need when you need them. Right now, you can buy online and pick up in store, making it easy to get a proven tough Duralast battery, brake pads, or even the tools to get the job done right. Just order what you need online, and you can pick up in store the same day, so you can spend more time doing what you do best, like making a tough job look easy. Let's get you what you need. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. This is a show where we take more calls than any other talk show in North America. The reason is, is we talk about you right in front of you every day. So thanks for being here. The Dave Ramsey Show on the big talker. 1700 KBGG. Count it down. Let's hear a great debt-free screen. Right. Three, two, one. I'm debt-free! Yeah! Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! 
Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet equipment, non return, and other facing conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Welcome back once again, Jimmy B and TC. It's been minus the Jimmy B. Up until this moment right now. He is Jim Brinson. He's on the road doing Jimmy B things, and he joins us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Jimmy B, what are you going to do? You don't get a Draft House uh, for three times a week when you're away. you got to be having convulsions over there. It's been very difficult. I want you to know that. I'm being honest with you right now. I, I, miss, I miss Draft House 50 terribly. So as soon as I get back, that's exactly where I'm going for my first 7 and 7. Yes, I, I can absolutely imagine that is going to be the case, Jimmy B. Well, I got something I'm going to throw at you. I don't even know if you saw this news today. I'm just coming across it for the first time. Uh, it deals with Big Ten football. All right, you ready for this? Yeah, go for it. Big Ten has a mandate about not scheduling FCS football teams going forward. Well, that has been modified. Uh, North Dakota State Athletic Director Matt Larson said he's been told the new policy is a direct reflection of the nine-game Big Ten schedule. And now on years where a Big Ten team has four home games in league, they will be allowed to put an FCS team on its slate. Good news for North Dakota State. Good news for you and I. Good news for really everybody in the Missouri Valley Conference. And something that personally I think makes sense. How about you? I agree with you. I think it makes sense. It's bad news for the Big Ten. Just ask Iowa. They don't want any part of South Dakota State or North Dakota State. Uh, look, this is this is great news uh, for those top tier one double A teams uh, because that was a, as you well know, Trent. That's a major source of revenue mm-hmm. for those schools. And those schools are always crying for money for their athletic budget. I mean, look, just look at you and I and how important getting that game paycheck is for a school like them. So for me, I'm okay with that. Look, isn't it the SEC? Don't they play eight games and then everybody plays a 1AA, an FCF school? Uh, prior to their big uh, final regular season game, isn't that what they do? Yeah, for the most part. Sometimes it'll be you know a Sun Belt team, but for the most part, it's pretty much always an FCS team. The difference, they only play eight conference games as opposed to the nine right. now in the Big Ten. I, I yes, that's what I stated. I agree, but to be honest with you, I think it would be absolutely terrific uh, with that modification. I, I really do. You hate to see. Those schools get cheated, especially the top-tier schools yes. that, that can indeed play against the so-called big boys in the big cat. 
and the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and the ACC and the SEC. You know, another part that I think people miss, and there's going to be people out there that says, who cares? Big Ten teams shouldn't be playing these heavyweights, that they should be going out and and challenging themselves in the non-conference every year. You know, you get those people out there, but people forget you're, A, not going to schedule three heavyweights. You're going to have teams that you schedule for victories, and it's easy for Michigan, Ohio State, programs like that, Michigan State, even Penn State, the programs in the East, because think of all the schools that are out there. Think of all the MAC schools that are at the FBS level that they can schedule for pretty cheap, bring them in there. That's not the case for the teams over here in the West. That's not the case for Nebraska. You know, they want, let's say, Kent State to come in for a game. They got to pay a lot of money for that game as opposed to bringing South Dakota State in, who I'd argue South Dakota State, not North Dakota State, even South Dakota State is better right now than the Kent State program. You bring them in, possibly get a better game, possibly actually have some fans that make their way with them over to Nebraska. That's what you get with these heavyweights that we have at the FCS level, and I think too many people miss that portion of it, Jim. I I agree with you. And and look, we know, I mean, everybody knows, when you talk about uh, the top teams in the FCS, and immediately everybody says, well, North Dakota State. But there are other really good teams. How about Appalachian State? Yes. I mean, you go back just what? Is it seven, eight years now where they went to Michigan and won? Now, and, now, don't forget, yeah. App, App State now is at the FBS level, though. They have moved up. They have moved up. That is that is correct. But at the time, that was, you know, oh, God, what a, it was the biggest upset of all time. Right. We should hear people talk about that. But there are top-tier teams like that that can give Big Ten schools, all of the, all of the Power Five conference teams, they can give them trouble. Now, I'm not talking about, say, Alabama or somebody like that. I'm talking about Old Miss, Arkansas, somebody like that. But in other, in other conferences, they can indeed be scary. So didn't you and I go to Wisconsin a few years mm-hmm. back and only lose by a, by a touchdown? Yep, had a chance to win that football game, absolutely. Yeah. Had the football yeah. late. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's... For me, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad, Trent, that you brought that to my attention because I think that was a very, very important move by the Big Ten. Well, from uh, college football over to some baseball as the Cubs now making it six in a row against the Braves. So the Cubs coming up have seven games be- before they'll see the Brewers again. Cardinals mm-hmm. for three and then the White Sox for four. Two at home and then two on the road with that series with the White Sox next week before it is Milwaukee on the road July 28th through the 30th. When we get to that series, Jim Bridson, will the Cubs or the Brewers be in first place in the National League Central? Uh, and how many games is that, seven? Seven games in between. The Cubs have cut it to two now. Yes, they have. Uh, and Chris Bryant injures his uh, finger, so he's out. He injured it on a slide. Uh, I'm going to say... Let's see here. They're beating Atlanta right now, seven to two in the eighth inning. Uh, I'm going to say that they will be tied for first place. Tied for first place. Well, I, I believe they won't be because I think there'll be a game difference between them. 
So, oh, okay. So, okay. so I'm going to put you really down on the spot now. you got to make a pick here. Who's in front? Brewers, Cubs. I'm going to take Chicago. I think Milwaukee right. has. I think Milwaukee has has hit about the best that they can do, and I think the Cubs. Maybe we always talk about flipping the switch. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have finally been able to do that, and if they are capable of doing that, then obviously that's a very good thing. I St. Louis is what forty six and forty seven. They're like what a game below five hundred. Yep. Look, that's always. That's always a great series. We always say it's the greatest Midwest series uh, in Major League Baseball. Yankees, Red Sox on the East Coast, Dodgers, Giants for the most part on the West Coast. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Chicago. I think they're gonna run them down, uh, and when they get ready for that, then the Cubs will be a game in front. Now, I'm with you. I, I think that's going to be the case. And in fact, uh, as you look at the schedule. It's going to be difficult, and the Milwaukee story was fun. Bats haven't been able to swing it here over the last half week. We'll see if they can ignite that offense. Still a good enough team, and remember, Milwaukee hasn't made a move yet. They still can do that, and that's something that Stearns and companies talked about up there is going out and making a move. Uh, one more on baseball, Jimmy B. I don't know if you uh, saw it. Bartolo Colon on the mound for the Twins last night. I watched him last night for a little while, yeah. Yeah, uh, he made a nifty play uh, over at first base, running over a, a ball that was hit back to him and, and moving his big body over and making the play. But he says today, Jimmy B., that he is very much contemplating retirement, incredibly frustrated the way this season has gone. Father time, it catches up with everybody here. I'm hopeful he can figure it out, not just as a Twins fan, just as a guy. I'd love to see Bartolo Colon out there. I, I get a kick out of the guy every time. Well, I agree with you, and it is. it has been a fun story, especially when he hit the home run in San Diego. <laughs> yep. But you're right about father time. Nobody beats it, and Bartolo Colon is not going to beat it. I talk about all the time how you feel good, and then all of a sudden you wake up one morning, and it's gone. And I think that's what happened to Bartolo Colon this season. Woke up one morning, and he doesn't have it anymore. And it's too bad because it is a fun story, but he is 44 years of age, and I have a feeling now that other guys have pitched into their mid-40s. We've seen that take place. Nolan Ryan did it. Uh, we saw the Negroes do it. So it, it, it does happen, but for Bartolo Colon, unfortunately for you as a Twins fan and being a big, sexy fan, uh, I have a feeling that the end is near. Last thing. So I'm scrolling through Twitter. Yeah. And this is a story that is right up in your wheelhouse. You ready, Jimmy B? I'm ready. Go for it, pal. A helicopter carrying the son of WWE CEO Vince McMahon made an emergency landing Wednesday in the ocean off New York. And neither the pilot nor passenger were hurt. Shane McMahon, an emergency landing. In the ocean, seems like a storyline for a, a d- dumb WWE thing, Jimmy B. Uh, Shane O'Mac. Listen, I was all over Shane O'Mac when he came back, so better write that phrase down. The, the thing about that is is, is that it, it sounds like it would be something contrived because it is WWE. <laughs> but how do you make that up? I mean, that has to be scary as hell. 
uh, you're in the chopper and you can't make it back to land, but you're able to put it down in the ocean and survive. I mean, it, it takes you back to uh, Sullenberger, the pilot for, at that time, U.S. Air, who puts the plane down in the Hudson River and everybody is okay. Look, it, it's not it's not on that high drama, but it does sound interesting. And I'm glad that both uh, Shane O'Mac and the other guy are are fine. But you just just because it's WWE, you have to wonder about that. I mean, it just it just reeks of okay. Now, did this really happen, or is this another big Vince McMahon uh, shot at trying to generate more views for his uh, for his television programs on the USA Network? You can only imagine. Jimmy B. I know. Yeah. Well, uh, off tomorrow. We'll have a best of running tomorrow as you continue your sunning and funning. I'll be in lovely Fort Dodge. That's where I sun and fun is Fort Dodge over the next couple of days. But Wolfgang will be in here with the live show on Friday. You think we're going to have a studio to come back on on Monday? I don't know. The place may blow up with him there. Who knows? <laughs> it could be. Trent, get your ready. Plenty of... Plenty of fluid, Trent. Okay. You're going to be in a plenty of fluid. You're going to be in a press box. It's going to be heat index of about 110. There's your weather forecast. Ah, uh, he's able to sneak it in once again. He is Jim Brinson <laughs> on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Jimmy B, we will talk on Monday. Enjoy your time away, and uh, we'll be back at a full swing starting next week. Thank you, buddy. All right. Good stuff out of Jimmy B. That will do it here for our number two. We'll come back two o'clock hour. More baseball talk. Chris Cotillo is going to come by. We'll get his thoughts on the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Rumors continue to circulate. What is out there? J.D. Martinez goes. The Yankees and White Sox with their big deal from yesterday. We'll get into that speculation. We'll have some fun with Chris coming up. Then Zubin Mahente from ESPN. It's all to come as we roll through the Wednesday edition. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talkers 1700 Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3. Sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here. Inviting you to visit our full service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family. We have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories. As well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988 and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. I'm Nick Soboleski, a SelectQuote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. 
Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-860-6565. That's 800-860-6565. 800-860-6565. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Staples knows that when your printer jams more than it prints, it's time. When your paper supply is in desperate need of resupply, it's time. When the only printer in your office that's not out of ink is three flights up, it's definitely time. And it's times like these when pros turn to Staples. Staples has great prices on everything you need to print. And now, buy one HP ink, get the second 30% off. Staples. It's pro time. N72217. See store or staples.com for details. Restrictions may apply. The Ford Summer Sales Event is in full swing. Is your truck going to be able to handle all these pavers for the patio? No problem. The F-150 has got a high-strength military-grade aluminum alloy body. Oh. With best-in-class payload, the F-150 can handle the work you need it to. Remember when I had a high-strength military-grade body? I don't, actually. It's always a good Take on summer right with Ford, America's best-selling brand, during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Hurry and get our hottest offers during the Ford Summer Sales Event, like 0% financing for 60 months on select Ford F-150s. Plus, get an additional $1,000 on top of your trade-in. Offer ends July 31st. Best-selling based on 2016 sales when properly equipped. Classes full-size pickups under 8,500 pounds. GVWR based on Ford segmentation. Not all buyers qualify for Ford credit financing. 60 months at $1,667 per month for $1,000 finance regardless of down payment. Trade assist cash requires trade-in of 95 or newer vehicle or lease terminated 30 days prior to or 90 days after new retail delivery. Not available on Raptor. See dealer or go to buyfordnow.com for complete details. Take new retail delivery from dealer stock by July 31st, 2017. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. You can do this. You know, that really is a message. Whether you've got $270,000 in student loan debt or $27,000, whether you've got a $50,000 income or a $500,000 income. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 9 till noon, sponsored by...